no introduction. Just an imitation. You are invited to introspection, internal inquiry. Past the individual to the indivisible. Inner innocence. Intuitive intelligence. If this was the last half an hour you had in this body, and we had this time, we are here together. What is what? What is the life for you? If there was just this half, this half an hour. I don't have half an hour. I'm going away in soon in ten, in five, in five minutes, ten minutes. Some people can can actually hear something like this and really take it to heart. They can really somehow bring it bring it fully into uh, attention and, and, and look at it. And for many people they say, Well, I mean of course we have more than half an hour, so it's a bit of a novelty and we don't mind playing. But do you even have half an hour? Does anybody know such things, you see? And uh, if it were known to you that in the next half an hour they they will not there will not be thirty-one minutes left. Thirty and counting down. What is the state of your being? Is there anything you want to know? Anything you want to do? Apart from sitting here waiting. Just to be, just to be empty. I would say I would want to be empty. Yeah. You empty now. Is empty something that you can do? Like the silence is a silence you can do. We can agree to be silent. And there's a silence that nobody can do. It's not a doing. You can only discover it. One will last as long as you have the intention and the effort to be quiet. It's not the true silence even. I've heard of people who are they are called Munis and Muni Baba. Muni means the silent one. They make pledges that we don't speak anymore. I don't speak anymore. But they're writing messages on paper. They're speaking. Who is the real Muni? The real Muni can even speak words, shout and make a fuss about things. But his being is in total silence. Another one has a sort of like a a sort of phenomenal silence, which is like you know, somebody being silent, which is not true. Now twenty-five minutes. There's a time to look at life in this kind of way, like really tight and strict. There's a there's a time for that, and there's a time to relax about it and don't have any plans. Everything is empty, empty, empty. Naturally, but there's a time when these questions can be asked. Where do you stand if you only have the next twenty minutes in this body here? What would happen to you? Well, a lot of stuff you'd have to drop. Mm. Even if you don't drop it, it's just dropped away from you. Mm. All your concern about your grandchildren and and your life insurance and your holiday next year, that's not happening. 
you know, maybe your loved ones, wherever they are in whatever country, you're not going to see them again right now. You don't have. There's no time for that. Where do you stand? Because much of the life we are, we have these things saved up. Oh, after this, I'm going to go here, and afterwards, I'm going to spend two weeks here, and finally, I'm going to relax for three months in this place. And we are quite content with that. But is it so great to think like that and to have this type of mentality? Does it really bring your life into a real flourish or something? Or does it really is it a, a robber in disguise even? That you end up just sort of, you know, waiting for an event and and miss the real life or something. Is there any such thing as a real life? Or is it just whatever your mind makes of it each moment? Is your life apart from our mind's projections even? And are we just content to just flow along with what our conditioned minds promote, project, present? So I feel any intelligent being has has got to have moved on from these these kind of lowly states. There's a big cooking pot. It's got almost seven million human beings in it. Seven billion human beings are in this cooking pot. Who will come out? Cooking pot is not bad, actually. Even if it takes another thousands of years to finish this soup. If all you are searching for is a comfortable home and uh, some good friends, make enough money or something, uh, you have settled for a poor person's life, poorer than poor, because you have no idea of the real one who dwells inside this body. You have no idea at all to settle for a mediocre life. Two strands, two two potentials are living inside this body. One is to keep you on the earth for as long as it takes. Not keep you just on the earth, but keep you in the earth. Keep you as the earth. That your 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 deepest, your highest thoughts never take real flight. You're like a an ostrich, which they call a bird, but you can't fly. When trouble comes, it thumps around, and if it gets too difficult, just stick your head in the sand. It's also called a bird, but a real bird has to fly. And in that metaphor, it just means that somehow you get off the ground of just living as a mental being, as a psychological entity, and burst open and come to full flower. As the pure awareness that that is here, I don't know where you go to talk about these things. You can go to many places in the world and have some adventures, but I don't know where you're going to go to be free. 
as I said just a night or two ago, we make a lot of noise on this planet, like we are really emperors here. But if the human being is a is really the sample of the best that this planet can offer, with our present way of thinking in this mighty universe, if we are the highest beings here, my God, this universe is in trouble. But the highest is within us, and the lowest also. When the I and the What is are the same, when the us and the what is is the same, then these troubles will be no more. to be struck by lightning in 15 minutes. Can we arrange it? Something has to happen to you. You say, what can you do? What have you ever done in Vakta? You have to be struck by lightning. You have to have a Caesarean birth without any doctor to assist you. You have to be thrown in the fire, holding a can of kerosene oil. But who will arrange it? What we will do is what we have always done. In a real moment, just get scared, and wait until your hours burn out, your time burn out. But why I speak like this is just to excite something inside that is ancient. It's older than ancient. A thing you don't know how to do. It's not a how-to-do place. All the how-to-do places have not worked. And human beings are aspiring for more how-to-dos and how-do-you-dos and how-to-do. But none of them has worked. None of them has brought lasting happiness. For peace. Sometimes, if you're lucky, life throws you something that you don't know how to do. How do you do yourself? How do you shake off this this old partner who rubs you at every turn, even when you're sleeping? How do you get out of the the hypnosis of conditioning. How do you give up going to this mind that gives you empty promises, but cannot fulfil? 
How do you do it? You have to be struck by lightning within this 15 minutes. You have to fall fully apart. There is no time to plan for this. It simply has to take place somewhere, somehow. I don't mean literally to be struck by lightning, but there is a capacity within us to be pulled so powerfully in the heart that uh, that there is no room, there is no time to plan, there is no time to think. That kind of instantness. We have to be available for that type of instantness, that type of intensity. But who can guarantee? Yes, you must have this much courage within your own heart, this much courage for freedom. You see, it's not that you must do these things literally, but I'm trying to provoke, to inspire, to trigger that primal attitude within. Because we have been far too comfortable, we are far too skilled with the mind, with our clevernesses. Something much more than cleverness is required, something much more profound hmm, than intellectual understanding. Something has to punch through the solar plexus of your being. And it needn't be a violence. It could be a whisper, it could be a simple kiss from inside yourself, or it could be. I don't want to limit it by saying, but you must be at least ready to offer yourself up, because whatever it will be, it will be a small price to pay for freedom. You have to be willing to jump into the fire of self discovery, holding a can of petrol. If that's what it needs, what is required. Now I don't say these things that you have to do this literally. But this attitude should be there in you. This courage. Yes. That much determination, maybe. This is only at a stage, in any case, because ultimately, as I tell you, and when I say ultimately, I don't mean necessarily something down the road in time, but in subtlety, you will come to see that you are already where you are. And all these great actions you imagine you need to take are simply dreamed. But until that is really awakened inside your heart, beyond even conviction, you will have to you have to move in the way that I'm directing until that truth becomes your own. Mm. Maybe for once you get thrown to the sharks. Something is going to be produced out of that. 
now and again I'm meeting people now who have become so stuck maybe to their satsang actually that talk is not helping them anymore. Mm. Advaita Vedanta books are not helping them anymore. Discussions are not helping them anymore. Books and DVDs are not helping them anymore. You see, and they desperately need help. You see. And I say, well, you know what? All that's left for you is a miracle. Because nothing you've tried work. Every advice doesn't it just turns to dust. Nothing is working. You you don't know how to do anything at all. So now only the impossible only the impossible is gonna work for you. How are you going to accomplish the impossible now? You see. You've been pregnant for a long time. It's time to give birth. It's past nine months now. Ten months, eleven months, have we heard of it? Twelve months, thirteen months, fourteen months you're gonna be in labor. At some point you have to give birth to yourself. Or nature is gonna just pop you open. It is a wonderful place to be, but it's not fun. Sometimes you have to come to a place like that, because all the how to do and what can I do and how to do has not worked. You see, like I say, some people ask God, "Please help me, help me to give up my bad things and help me to become free or something. Please comfort my soul." And God sticks two finger down your throat. And you're gonna be going, thank you. You want a massage. You want a hug. But to be free, you need fingers down your throat. We need to come out of that something. We don't have to describe what that something is. We all know a certain thing. But we've been living on these techniques. We want techniques. What technique is going to bring you to yourself? If we don't get it, (coughs) the thing which is easier than easier and simpler than simple, then you have to do donkey work, hard work, somehow, because that's the kind of mind we have. We have to do some hard work, strenuous work, to try things, you have to feel failure, all these things. And yet, ultimately, you will come to see that you have always been just this. How do you get to be just this? You have to be empty of you. You have to vanish completely out of it. You see? We brush our teeth every day to get rid of that bad smell, but nobody can remove the bad smell of the ego. And yet, we came here for this. We are meant for this. We are meant for this to wake from this place. You can't keep sleeping forever. 
Even when we are waking, we are sleeping. We must be. We are meant for this. Somewhere along the line, a human being has to crack open here and there. Somewhere down the line. And what is it? Maybe in talking like this, maybe it misleads your mind to think that we are waiting for this huge event. Now we got seven minutes. Huge event of something, an awakening where the clouds will part and there's trumpets in the heavens or something. I don't know what we expect. But my intention is that you find it how you find it. When you find this, you will not be a finder of it. There will just be that. And and you will see that's what you have always been like that. You're not going to change shape. You're not going to grow wings. You're just going to be here. Mm. Hmm? What is in the way of that? What is in the way of that? If there's such a thing, can there be anything in the way of that? But only something authentic must answer this question. You have to be nothing. You have to be nothing. Something your your mind is so afraid to be. It's afraid to be nothing. And it is nothing. Playing the drama of being something. And we, the consciousness, believes this. This is why it's called a temporary state of madness. We being that which is perfect and pure. Is believing ourselves to be that which is momentary, changeful, unstable, corruptible, perishable. So as long as that relationship prevails in us, then somehow there will be a very powerful and unpleasant duality about it. Duality need not be unpleasant, because on realizing the self. One can understand duality with real intelligence, that it is the manifestation of the unicity, and that there is not a conflict. Only very intellectual, mental-minded, narrow-minded people does not see that. Duality and non-duality, they are wanting, in the truth, in the truth. But in the mind, which is the egoic mind, they are not the same at all. I don't want to talk about things which seem, yes, you know, another technique, because it doesn't work. More techniques. It's not difficult, actually, as I said before, to bring your mind into no mind. It's not difficult. If there is that earnestness, that openness, if you don't have an argumentative kind of mind, it's not difficult to do it. But it's difficult or impossible to remain there. It's difficult and impossible to remain there. Why? Because nobody has ever remained there as an effort. Not even Jesus Christ, not Prophet Muhammad, not the Buddha, nobody. The people conceive that Jesus Christ was a certain somebody, Muhammad was a certain person in history, Buddha was a certain person in the they are non-persons. 
they become non-persons. If they were persons, they are to somehow transcend their persons. When they transcend their person, then Jesus could say, I have overcome the world. I mean, you overcome. You know what the world is? We can bring up, we say, you ask anybody, what is the world? They bring you one atlas to show you what is the world. No, that is the earth. But they overcome the world. Meaning, this, overcome this. Your mind. This is what is overcome. Because Christ, I don't think he's left Palestine. I hear that he was in Kashmir and all these type of things. Well, maybe, mm-hmm. but he didn't come to Brixton in London. Mm-hmm. He has not been in Jamaica. I don't think so. Then what gives him the right to say, "I have overcome the world"? It must be something much more subtle than the physical earth that you can only travel with a physical body, so to speak. But he's talking about no, I overcome that's not that I don't have to overcome the earth. Will you go overcome your mind, the world of the mind, that's that's what thing. How are you gonna do that? Not with identity, not as a person. Nobody as a person can overcome the mind. You have to realize that you are not a person. And you will not even taste your overcoming. You will not even have to throw a stone at your head. It won't just. I just won't have that power. That's what I've been trying to share, and I'm. I don't know how much success. People want something else. All is good. <laughs> mm. Then only thing remaining, drop I. Else you can drop. No, drop I. Oh, you can drop I. Drop the poisonous eye, and the non-poisonous eye will remain. This is fine. Uh, Ramana Maharshi say, the eye removes the eye, yet remains the eye. That's what it means. Eye uh, remove eye, yet remain eye. The paradox of liberation. So drop the eye that is the me. And the I that is the I, what is, that will remain. That cannot be dropped. There is nobody there to drop it. And even to say to drop it, maybe we cannot do it to drop it. Then at least dropping another way of dropping it is to see what it is and see that, that it, it's, it itself can be seen. If it can be seen, then it means you cannot be that. You are subtler than that. That effectively means dropping the I as well. But if you see it, and then you still go back to hold it again, it's not dropping eye. 
If you see you're beyond it and we go and pick it up again, that's called picking up the eye, not dropping the eye. <laughs> mm. Most of those who are mm, mature spiritually, they can drop the else. Everything else they can drop, else they can drop. They can drop LC anytime. But to drop I, whew. Ramuji once happened something, and uh, and there was and and what I f- the message was that I was fully myself. This no longer ago, mm. two three weeks. I was fully myself that I didn't want anything. So I, I could say I don't want any personally, but then, th- then I, there was something, and and I felt that all all that was present was this moment, and this moment has no memory, and and I got scared because I had to drop the whatever story completely and abandon this to the moment, which meant oh my God, then tomorrow I won't even remember where I live and things like this, and and fear. Came, and I felt really. Oh my God! I have attachment. I thought the fear comes because the image that fear creates is not true. The fear tells you, or the the mind, the psychological mind, it tells you, if you, if you give up all of that, then you will not have any intelligence. And so you'll be. You won't know. You won't know who you are. You won't know your address. You know. You don't know how to count your money. You won't know anything at all, yes. and then you say, "Oh my God, no, no, no! I don't want this." But is it that? Is that what it means? Of course not. It doesn't mean that. In fact, when the one who has realized itself, they know money, they know newspaper, they know the news, they know all of these things is there. Why? Why do those things are still there in a way after the state of realization? Because they were never the problem. Why have to get rid of something? Is not a problem. It was always there. It was there, but it's only. But they know also this is also impermanence. But what what has changed? What has changed is the relationship to that. And the one you think you are, who has so many needs and who is so insecure, and if I lose this, then this is going to happen. And this one you must discover is not real. We've been slowly. Developing the identity of this one, but it is ultimately not real. You have to find it out. We are recording these conversations. Maybe other people who are not here will derive greater benefit than you by hearing it. The thing is that I was fully myself, believing I didn't have attachment, and there was no fear. Yeah. I mean, and then, and then all of a sudden, I was like, "Wow! I actually, I'm, I am. I have a, not one attachment, as in X, Y, or Z. Just attachment. There yeah. is attachment. Yes. To this. Desire and life are consistent somehow. What is different is that, as you understand your true nature. The desires become very thin, very superficial. 
and then they don't cause any trouble like removing the the venom from a serpent the fangs from the serpent then you can give him to your children to play with him he can't cause any trouble but as long as you feel you you are I'm, this is who I am you know you do you know who you're talking to you know you know i've studied all these things i i i me my mine mine this one then you will court trouble of course it is like that because you believe and also it is not difficult it's not easy actually to to give up this uh, some people do it some people self inquiry was not for them devotion was not really for them their dharma was something else they just couldn't stand themselves anymore some people get so tired of themselves oh my god they can't stand themselves not not their true self but that stupid person <laughs> they couldn't stand it anymore they just they just <laughs> they didn't want to hear his thoughts his mind nothing at all as turn away and that was it that was their dharma into the truth mind is a relationship formed and consciousness identifies itself as a person then mind becomes a very virile force uh, an interactive force that uh, plays out between consciousness living in the notion of being a, a separate individual self and then mind comes down also as a sort of almost like a spirit being to accompany you and to raise doubts in you and uh, suspicion and superstition and all these different things and one day you'll be strong enough to use these same things that felt like they were ammunition against you you will use them for your own strength to transcend this influence this is the mightiness of the game you can say if you complain all the time oh my mind is so big my mind you are in service to your mind if you go around and say about your enemy oh he's so strong he's, of course he's going to beat the ass out of you you're praising your enemy. Oh, he's so fierce. Oh, he's so big. You know, how am I going to live? Oh my God! Yeah. Then you—he doesn't even have to fight you. Just go boo, and you are dead, because you are yourself uh, lifting up, lifting up, complaining. If you say of your mind, "Oh, my mind is so strong. <clears throat> it's so terrible," and so on, so you're creating your terrible mind. It's nothing at all. It's what you make it. Can anybody produce a sample of the mind? We've got one and a half minutes. You ask, what can I do? I tell you nothing. 
Why don't you try that? <laughs> you do nothing, but then your mind is going to try and do nothing, which of course is something. Don't do anything at all. Then your mind will take it to be, okay, don't do anything at all, try not to do. So then it keeps itself as the one who does nothing, becomes an expert at doing nothing. This cannot work like that. What is the one thing you cannot do? You cannot do it. It's earlier than breathing, earlier than your breath, earlier than your beating heart, earlier than your senses, earlier than the mind, earlier than the consciousness, the liquid consciousness. <coughs> Even in your busiest hour, you cannot do it. It remains completely unaffected. Where is it now? Hmm. Then you have you have saved. You are saved. If you understood that. I could only touch the earth and say thank you, Mochi. Hmm? I said I could only touch the earth and say thank you. It is good to touch the earth and say thank you. But it is good to touch that which produced the earth and say thank you, if you can. Mm. <laughs> Who gives the, the earth its shape and the you your shape or shapelessness? And the urge inside <laughs> you to say thank you. Where did that come from? <laughs> That produce the power to perceive. How does the senses work? You wake up, open your eyes, and look. Wonderful world is in front of you, with all its textures, all its subtleties, all that. How much you pay for that? Sense of smell. From way up there, you can smell a curry, and you can know if it's good or not. <laughs> how does that work? Who taught you how to work your your smell or your taste or your feeling? Or how do you think? Who taught you how to think? And do you think? <laughs> Is there a you who thinks? <coughs> But all these things are taken for granted, and so their miracle is covered up. Even sneeze. How do you sneeze? Nature caused it to happen, to clear something. Everything is done marvelously by this consciousness. So, who are you, and what did you? What was your job particularly? The nose can 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 breathe through the the lungs can breathe you can say the eyes can see or the mind perceive through the eyes the tongue can taste the ears can hear the body can feel so what is your job 
who are you? The hands can pick things up. The mouth can heat. The stomach can digest. The organs of excretion can get rid of the waste. What is your job? What do you do? Where exactly in here are you? In which room in this house are you? Well, if I could explain these things in the way that you speak and say, how can it do it? How can non-phenomenal perceive the non-phenomenal? I mean, that would be like, I don't know, I if, if you if you meet this, as what you meet this. If you do what? If you meet this, yes. see this, yeah. then, then what am I then? Like, well, that's what I'm trying to ask you, or to find out. And I would like to see when you find out. I'm looking at you to see when you find out, because I know when you don't find out, you have the look of one who hasn't found out. I can look at each one of you to look and tell you if you found out or not. And if I was blind, I would tell you if you find out or not. Because your questions is still kind of outside. How can the non-phenomenal meet the non-phenomenal? Your question is like that. But it's a mental question, actually. Is there two non-phenomenal? If you, I say, for instance, went went for an operation, and they gave you some, you know, chloroform, and somehow you had the operation, and then somehow waking is coming back, and the eyes were open, and there was nothing at all. The eyes open, there was nothing at all to see. Everything was either all white or all black, and nothing at all to see. And you do that. This you feel. You can feel the hand, and you can't see anything. Or say even you try to move the hand. There's no hand to move. There's nothing to see. There's nothing to compare. Would you not have the no? You don't. Wouldn't you not know that you exist? You may say, "Oh, I don't exist. I don't exist." But even the fact that you say you don't exist testifies to your existence, to say you don't exist. You've done the inquiry, you'll understand my question. Anybody who's done the inquiry will understand my question. Whatever you can perceive is secondary to you. But yourself, can it, can it be perceived? 
Does it have any shape, size? Does it have religion? Is it gender? Is it male or female? You have to be asked this question. Lucky are you that in this life you ask this question. Otherwise, you may just carry on being stupid. You live more and more lives with in ignorance. Is that not something? You don't find out, and more and more and more time you're going, building up, building up more cholesterol around that basic understanding, and you still don't know. So here, here you're finding out now. It's been pointed to you to look, not to believe. I don't ask you now, believe in me and trust in me. No, I said, let's take a look together. Hmm? Everything you can see, even this face you can see. Hmm. But is it the seer whose face is seen? Then. Don't carry on like this is an unending riddle or who is a seer, who sees a seer. No, this is no nonsense. To what universe is it? Something is here, the evidence is strong enough and it's right here. It's not two mirrors placed in front of each other with unending reflections. That's just for child's play. Who would see all of these things and recognize their phenomenality? Is it not here? Isn't it finished? Isn't all your troubles finished? Why should it not be finished? Why should be a you know turn to chapter two? I don't have no chapter two. But because something inside is resisting the con- to 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 accept the conviction of what you see, it doesn't want to face it because it still has. Uh, investment in more time and more foolishness to do like that. And I'm not saying that okay now you realize the world, okay, I don't need people, I don't need anything. No, it's not it's not an arrogance. Because you will continue to be a mother to your children and do your business maybe if if, if the, the consciousness deems to continue to manifest in that way, then it will do that. And it will not find any trouble. It will not find in a duality. Do you think because you have hands means that you are in duality? And that duality, oh, you know, I'm not, I'm not non-duality. Yes, because I can see my fingers, I could five or whatever. That is just plain stupidness. It's much more intelligent than that. That in spite of the seeming diversity of this manifest universe, it's all a unity at the heart of it. You, you see, you understand how. Who taught you this? You don't know. Who are you who even know this? I don't know. It's okay. This I don't know is very intelligent. In a world that tells you, oh, you must know, and then the thing you must know is some stupid thing. Like, you know, I'm a doctor, I have the certificate to prove it. Aha, that's very good. That's not the knowing I'm talking about. I I try to 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 follow the you see I always I think like I'm a drop of water 
and uh, the task of meditation for me is to learn how to dissolve myself into the ocean. But the thing is, my mind knows what a drop is, but it doesn't know what the ocean is. Uh, and, and so my pursuit becomes to, be, to know better, or try to get a glimpse of the ocean, mm. or understanding this ocean of wisdom. And that's why I think that where lives my difficulty in trying to merge into the ocean, because the mm. drop of water is the only thing I know. You why you make trouble for yourself mm. with such a limiting um, paradigm. These things you don't have to do. You're not a drop of water. Mm. This this is not this is not an image or a metaphor that serves you at all. Because it's a confinement, it's a limitation, it's something that you will learn this kind of stuff at school and from your parents. There's enough damage done. Even forget about the ocean also. In this kind of example, it's not working very well. Some examples work very well. But to kind of think, I am a drop of water going to the big ocean, I know what a drop of water, or my mind knows what a drop of water is, but doesn't know what the ocean. The mind doesn't know anything. The mind doesn't even know what a drop of water is. Nobody knows what a drop of water is. So I'd rather go the opposite way. I say, forget about all of that. Forget about all of that. Even now you can do it right here. Forget about all of these these attempts to kind of figure things out because it has never worked. All these great people you hear about and they, they make great statements and stuff. It hasn't worked actually on the most part of it. Just many people following them think it worked for them. But it hadn't really worked because you can't figure it out. You can only see that all these are attempts being made by the psychology of the mind the, to, to try and f- understand something which is really out of its grasp. And this, co- this is caused because we give such tremendous value to our mind. You think it can do it, and it cannot do it. We think it can do it. It will produce. Of course, knowledge is there, and we can study, and we learn many, many things within the kingdom of the human condition, and uh, and its what you may call its capacities to grasp within that within 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 that kind of cosmic design to to work of consciousness like this. But there's nothing actually. If you look here. Something is behind, ever present, with the attempts to even find out what it is. We say we want to find out what this universe is. Well, we already create a concept about it, and then you're trying to find some experience to verify your projection or our 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 so-called knowledge of it. But that's not going to make you free. You can know everything in this universe, and still you're not free. There are many great, great minds in all in all the four corners of the world. They've come, and they've been stuck in their minds. They cannot come out of it because they have such a value that they put on the mind, and the mind cannot answer this question. 
And this question cannot be answered, you see. It can only be discovered. The truth can only be discovered. It is not what you think it is. It is not at the end some complex equation. It is it is not that. It is not some sacred cluster of concepts. It's not that at all. It's you. But not the you like you are used to thinking of you. The only way we are used to thinking of ourselves is what we've learnt, what we've been programmed into thinking, our conditioning, habits and certain other factors that are untraceable contribute to our unique expression. In each moment, even yesterday, you cannot repeat. It was uniquely your day, but you cannot repeat one moment of it. How are you going to understand the universe? All you can do somehow is come out of that structure of thought and see that the mind, in all of its expressions, is phenomenal. And there is something earlier than that that watches that. And whatever shape it goes, that there is the weakness or the weaknessing of it, which is testifying and confirming that that which you see is phenomenal. Don't invest yourself in that, and give up every idea of yourself. Give up all the ideas you have about who you are. Fear comes, because we hang on to what we think we know. And it's like, in order to... We are, we are pursuing to try and get the known, to know. But the sages have told you, you must find the unknowable. That you are trying to find what you conceive to be the knowable. Everything is the unknowable. But for the moment, we agree that something we will call knowable. You see? And so we think we've done something marvelous in this world because we, in fact, we who are we? In fact, we are also consciousness. It is consciousness that is exhibiting itself through us. So the us is the consciousness. But when consciousness expresses as a human being, it thinks it is the body and it is unique and it is, it is the individual. It is the individual doer. Inside, but it was the intention of consciousness to create that. And then also to to have this journey of, you know, trying to work out where the mistake was made and to come back into its original thinking again. It's all the consciousness. Who is going to figure that out? You cannot just by effort alone do it. Grace, you have to do it. The way to do it somehow is to somehow drop inside this heart of humility and openness. These are mighty keys to turn this door. But not through determination alone, you cannot do it. You see? Study not you cannot do it. God has to be pleased with you. You see. Has to be pleased with you. To be pleased with you, you have to please the son and the daughter of God. Mm-hmm. If you upset, if you upset these ones, it's like you 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 close your door because it's through them. They are the they are the instruments. They are the loudspeakers of the supreme. 
the simple things. You see, I like that the people that they are on board for it. Don't speculate. I don't like speculative knowledge. It's not knowledge anyway. And I don't want the opinions of people. This is a waste of time. Speak from experience. Even if you have only a little bit, speak from the experience. There's something already in that. If you have questions and queries, then you 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 speak about something. But always, if you can, speak like you can get it. If you ask questions about this, speak like the chance is here to discover your Buddha nature tonight, not tomorrow. Tomorrow you don't have. Best you forget about this yesterday, today, and tomorrow. It's a big trap. Then you'll know what now is. You see. So, sort of come like it's like it's 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 here. You know, it's here. But don't make it up. Don't make up any picture about it. Or just maybe somebody is completely stupid about it and just find themselves here. And somebody says, Ping pong. Ah, ping pong. What is that? And then, uh, boom, finish. It can happen like this. And everybody who has been here studying, you know, the Vedas, and oh my God, say, what the hell is going on there? What's happened to this person? Well, he's just been depersonalized. That's what's happened to him. Go and keep his company. We cannot standardize anything like say, this is how it must work. But from experience, we see how it does not work. I tell you how it doesn't work. Then, if you can reject how it doesn't work, because you see that efforts and cleverness and being skillful and you have a very sharp intellect and so on is not enough by itself, and that there are people also, they so marvelous is the consciousness that at any stage you find it, it's attractive enough at that stage anyway. Something will keep you there, even a stupid stage. You still find something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. I was going down the road. Still, something is still interesting there. So, how to get past that that small-minded interest to something bigger? I don't know. Has to be something inside. I mean, how did you all come even to this place? Even now, you may say, "Well, I did this," and you describe something. But you cannot come here and stay for a few days or a week. If you don't have an affinity inside for this, for the truth served in this way, and yet it doesn't mean a guarantee, oh, that you will understand it necessarily, but something here because it is so direct, this pointing. I'm not telling you in six months, you know, it's down there and it's in in a cave up in the hill, and not, no, it's a cave inside yourself. You want to find it, but something in there. There's a disbeliever inside us. That just keeps somehow humming in its own stupidness. Something, something, something of flowers. I cannot say anything about it. But one thing I'm happy, I don't believe in teaching. 
I don't believe in teaching anymore. I worked as a teacher for a long time. I tried it here. It doesn't really work. <laughs> People they learn, they learn, they learn, and they still stay stupid of it. I say stupid is not to know who you are. It's stupid. So we are all pretty stupid, in a way. Not it's not an insult to them because it's so global. It doesn't become an insult anymore. And it's not. It's like we are a God who has made God stupid in the form of human being for a time, and yet this tremendous love and this tremendous wisdom is locked inside of us. This perfection is inside. You wouldn't think it when we are so engrossed in such silliness, but this marvellousness. And every now and again, the light goes on, and we think, Oh my God, it is possible, my God! <laughs> if one had done it, if one did it, if there was only, only the Buddha, only a Christ had done it, then it's an example where means the more can do it. <laughs> He's from our species, so maybe he did it, so it must be possible within the species. Isn't it? That's the greatness of these beings, because they have done it. It shows that it's possible for the human being to transcend. When people listen to their teaching, how did you transcend? Oh, I'll show you. It's very easy. I didn't do anything at all, actually. Huh? Not like the way you think. But still, something had to be open here. Something had to want. Something had to respond when the time is right. But can you put me in so many different steps? The easy way to follow. Can you put it in simple steps for me to follow? Yes, I can put it in some steps. Okay, but you may not be able to follow them like that. Read them with open mind. Okay, come here and make tea. We see how it goes. Sometimes it's like this. The master gives different instructions to different people. Because very quickly, without looking at your your CV, your resume, they can tell already what's going on with you. You say I studied in this university, I get honors and I did all these things. They say, please be quiet. Look at you and say, Yeah, yeah, okay. You're still using your mind in the wrong way. They can figure you out very, very quickly. Then somehow see also if there's openness inside sufficiently to start to really wake up into the truth. This is the power of being in satsang, because you're in that space, you're in the energy field of satsang. And so there's something vibrant alive there. And the internet is also good. Internet works actually. It's just that you're looking if you're earnestness, you're earnest enough, even a bee is you can find something out. But internet works somehow. You can understand things, you can consider them. So <coughs> Hmm.
this is power food. Hmm. You see, in the physical life, you have some power food, no? So, this kind of way of exploring is spiritual spirulina. It's true. Quickly, quickly, chuk, 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 and clean out the cobwebs out of your head. No, some people they want to learn, say, but I didn't quite get it. I say, no, 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 it's not to get it. Don't get it, okay? In fact, don't get it. <laughs> don't get it. Just be. Forget and don't try to be. Just try to be, but don't try to be. They say, oh my God, who can follow this type of? <laughs> exactly, I can't teach it. Then you become somehow adjusted to emptiness or neutrality, because we have not been educated to become neutral. Nobody values neutrality in the world or emptiness. Dirty word, dirty word. Even in spirituality, many times emptiness, dirty word. Whoa. Some discovering this emptiness, and from the standpoint of the emptiness, the somethingnesses in the life seem very trivial things. They used to be so important, so big. Now it's, it's trivial. All the concepts in their mightiness they've collapsed because you are not needy anymore. You don't even have confidence. The self doesn't need confidence. It doesn't need knowledge. It doesn't need anything at all. You come back to that perfect innocence like this. But we are talking about it now, like that. So some eggs, they can check and see this one is going to be a chick or not. The chicken is incubating. Then they check on this one. Oh, this one is going to be some chicken. The other one is just going to be omelette. This one is going to be a chicken. Are you going to be omelette or chicken? So you have to genuinely believe somewhere in your heart that what I'm speaking about here is possible in every moment, and that it is already here. Mm. If you don't have this, then it may take you longer. If you're still, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, really, maybe, and this is going to take you a long time. You've got long time written all over you. 
But if you have a sense that, my God, something touches here, and I feel, my God, strangely, that I'm in a fire. Some people, they only turn to this when their friends get it. In London, we had one big satsang in London, not this last time here. And then one man came up on the stage and say, actually, there was one guy who was quite famous. I won't say his name or protect him. Mm-hmm. But he came to satsang, and then they came, and then somebody came up on stage and said, Muji, can I come and see you, please? I need to see you. Okay, okay. Yeah, I give you my number. You call me. So this man came, and he was very, very pure-hearted. And quickly, quickly, half hour, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> ah, he's very happy. He said, "I've been searching for this for all my life, but I never knew it was going to be like this." I say you can go. It's very good. <laughs> Three days later, this famous one called. He says, "I got your number from so and so, and I really want to come and see you." Okay, you can come. He came, and uh, also trying now, trying really hard. You know? Yeah, he says, "I got it. I got it." I said, "No, you haven't got it." <laughs> He said, yeah, yeah, you know, no, 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 I understand, I understand, yeah, yeah, like this, and it's like this, isn't it? I said, no, it's not like that. Why? Because his friend, something has happened to his friend, and he sees that he's not the same anymore, Some, and he wants some of that, but it's not genuine. Just as though he wants to have something his friend has. Maybe he's always had something better than his friend. Now his friend's got the most important thing. He wants it, does, but he doesn't have what it takes to get it. And he can't buy it. Oh my shop. God! He can't buy it. It shows itself in mysterious ways. Even somebody you might meet, you might think this person is a write-off. They don't. He will not get it. His mind is too much like this. That next minute, it's gone. True. And it's perfectly tailor-made for each one. Don't try and do anything with them. Just give space for that energy, because it wants to do, it wants to move, and it wants to hatch its eggs, and it wants to put its seeds down. It wants to do its thing. So either inside your heart you feel, I'm open to this, I invite, I give space to this, or you, you argue with yourself and then decide. This is up to you. Whatever that means.
because I don't want to test you and say, okay, what did I say yesterday? I don't want to do that, because even I can't remember what I say. Okay, it's not my job to remember what I say. It's for your job to you. Not even you can't remember. Sometimes, at this level of speaking, you cannot remember also because it's not for your mind. It's a mind bypass. It's something inside here. This way of speaking is to somehow write food inside the heart like this. So it will just somehow reset the program, if you want to call it like that. It will have its own magic, its own way. Because if you come to the point where you realize that it is the emptiness, that the self is somehow manifesting more in the emptiness, in the impersonal emptiness, and you make room for that, then it will occupy that space very well. But not many people can do that. Most people, they still want some techniques, they want some tricks, they want to do some special effects, they want some kind of thing like that. So theirs will be a longer journey because this is second. This is uh, this is kindergarten spirituality. It's not deep, but for deep ones, they are just uh, beginning to appreciate the space of emptiness to be empty of the learned mind, because the human mind wants to learn and retain knowledge, and it cannot, because nature will provide some diseases, something to remove your memory even. You study, 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 and again the Alzheimer's. You can't remember anything. Anything that is decayable is not it. The truth is not it. It's not something that anything in the phenomenal world can affect it or touch it. It's completely independent of this. It's so pure, like space is pure. Space doesn't get older. It doesn't get age. You see. It doesn't smell. The air might smell. Some smell is inside it, but the space has no smell. It has no history. It's pure, pure, pure like that. The consciousness is pure like that. But it also has the God energy in it, meaning that the energy of the heart, because the space by itself, just dry like this, is no good. It has to have the warmth, the blood flow, the beingness of the Supreme. It gives it, brings it to life. Sometimes people who are in this kind of dry expression of Advaita, what they call new Advaita, sometimes I think they it's uh, they don't know what they are speaking. They want to find this knowledge which is very dry. They can't keep it because you are a living being. You can have the same knowledge, but don't deny the duality as an expression. It is the same. Don't aspire for duality. Don't even aspire for non-duality. Just seek to find the truth, like that. Then you can walk in many worlds if you have to walk in many worlds. And none of them will corrupt you. In the same way that you can walk through a busy market without touching anybody. The words I speak with you like this, well, without being 
contaminated by the untrue. To have a heart that is full of loving kindness, empathy, wisdom, love, purity, innocence, power, all of these. Don't be a one-trick pony. All of this is, is here. Don't try and be all of this, and don't try not to be all of this. Don't try, just understand and be that which you understand in your mind. I am pointing. It is a space that has no characteristic, it is pure. But right there, when it is felt inside the heart, a pulse is there. You are not the pulse, and you are the pulse. Who is going to understand these things? Remain indulged yet inactive, in tune yet inaudible, without intention of income come in, in just the coming in. Now no more words, just in words.